Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Gridiron Zero's podcast. We are back. It is Tuesday, November 2nd. We're coming off the worst Lions loss of the season. Uh, Al and I are just in clinical seasonal depression. Yeah, uh, I think I think my my hangover from Sunday has finally settled down a little bit. I think I'm back to back to life a little bit on this Tuesday. Uh, lots of uh, lots of disappointment this weekend as far as the NFL goes. And I'd say even Today, today is the uh, the trade deadline, um, and I'd say there's even been a little disappointment on that front as well. Two uh, two hours passed, um, and yeah, no, I, I would say one blockbuster trade to come out of it. But you know what? I, I think that's even debatable, to yeah. be honest. But we'll we'll get into it more during. Let's talk about it. We're also going to go back into let's follow the money, uh, which will be uh, rather interesting. Uh, and then follow it up with a line segment, which uh, I think this will be the first time where we don't really talk about the game. Uh, well, we'll touch on it, but we'll you know, it, there's but... not that much to talk about, unfortunately. So we will we'll just breeze past that one, look into the bye week, and uh, a little further down the season. So yeah, and then we'll uh, round the show out with uh, just a couple names for fantasy that we think you should keep an eye on. I feel like the energy is a little low going in. Yeah, let's. Uh... I am so. Yeah, there we go. Let's let's get some let's get some hype. Come on, let's go. All right. Oh yeah, episode twenty-five, two quarter of a century. Hey, nice. There's the there is the one bright spot to this episode. All right, all right. That's that's something. That's something. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Uh, Al, why don't you uh, lead us into this segment, will you? Uh, okay, well, I I feel like because on the top of the well, I was gonna say because on the top of the show, I felt like we kind of opened this with the trade deadline. Maybe yeah. we should kind of touch on that first, which is going to be your talking point today. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Don't why don't you okay. go ahead and open uh, let me the show? The show off. Um, all right, so trade deadline uh, comes and goes. You know, it it was. The same thing as every year. Every year, everybody going into it is. This is. Yeah, there's there's a ton of of hypotheticals out there. I think uh, just to yeah or insert something here. I I think the big move everyone was kind of hoping would happen was Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson gets moved today. Nope, he's he's staying put. Which uh, honestly makes sense. Yeah, I think the the legal ramifications are still kind of up in the air. So 100%. I I don't blame teams not wanting to ship off four first round picks or whatever. But I think. Uh, it made every everything else that kind of happened today feel a little anticlimactic. Yeah, I mean, really, I don't. I don't, I don't even. Did one of these trades I have written down happen today? No, not saying. What did you have? So uh, obviously, the biggest one I feel like has to be Von Miller to the Rams. Yeah, um, right. You know, Von Miller, who probably I wouldn't say is a shell of him former of his former self, but uh, definitely isn't as tenacious and ferocious and feared as he once was. Well, he he garnered a decent amount of draft capital from the Rams, who, who frankly, the, the Rams who are just selling draft picks, like yeah. it's going out of style. I, I don't even think they have any picks next year. I think they're all gone now. Uh, fifth and a seventh. Okay, fifth and a seventh yeah. next year. Uh, but, I mean, like, second and third for Von Miller, who cares? 
Well, it, it kind of depends where he's, I, I don't know. It's like uh, the NFL social and stuff is kind of like marketing this trade. Like it's like Von yeah. Miller's in the prime of his career. And oh, like, it's yeah. like this well, huge, yeah. tremendous earthquake in the league. Like, is I it, mean, is it that level time, of trade at this point? Very well could be, you know, you never know. I don't know. He, he could have a little bit of resurgence because you look at that defensive line now. Who, who, how are you, who do you, who do you double team? I know it's that, that would be the one thing that, that would make me feel like he is on, on track to, you know, be a superstar stud as soon as he gets there is the fact that yeah. he's surrounded by so many elite defensive players. Aaron Donald, who I think you have to double team. Like there's no choice in the matter. So yeah. if you double team him, you're putting Von Miller on the outside with one-on-one coverage all game. Yeah. This maybe, is a, maybe a, a running back to help. My opinion of of Von Miller at this point aside, this is an all in move for the Rams. Yeah, they they, 100%. I mean, obviously they've they've already kind of showed that's where they're at this season. Sorry about that, Whammy. But uh, yeah, this this is just another move where they're giving away higher end draft picks to really just try and hit the season out of the park. And so far, seven and one. I mean, they're doing about as good as you can do. I, I meant to hit this button. Hey. Oh, dream team. <laughs> yeah, we're eking into that territory a little bit. One hundred percent. Who's next on your list? Um, this one happened a little bit, oh, maybe this one did happen today. Melvin Ingram from the Steelers to the Chiefs. That did happen, uh, at some point in the last 24 hours. I don't I know if it was so. this afternoon, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough to remember. It's he he was apparently pissed that, that about his role in the, with the Steelers. His so. playing time had gone down a lot. I think he only had one sack through, how many did they played? Seven games? Yeah, seven. So yeah. Um. So he obviously was uh, upset. I think he was playing behind TJ Watt too. So it's like, right. Let me ask you this: if if the Chiefs lose yesterday to the Giants on Monday Night Football, do you think that they make that move? Do you think that they like? Because then they would be what two and five at that uh, point, or two and four? I think they have three wins. Well, I'm saying like, yeah, they won yesterday, putting them with three uh, wins. No, I think they have four. Okay, well, regardless, do you think that yeah. after yesterday that, that influences them, this uh, trade? No, I think they I think they still do it, and they probably would have been even more desperate. You really think yeah. so? Oh, man, okay. Because, I mean, like, you're the Chiefs. Like, you, you've gone to two Super Bowls, three straight AFC championships. Like, yeah. you're, you're clinging on to this for – Dear life, it was almost my let's talk about it segment this week. Is just what's wrong with the Chiefs? To be honest, it was it was really close I mean, for me. Yeah, but I mean, everybody was expecting them to fire back, and they almost lost. Yeah, something something's definitely court. up with them. Uh, yeah. No, this is a, this is a good move. They they definitely need a little in, injection here, just something to boost up their defense and and play better. It's been abysmal. I mean, it's been a horrible defense this season. Like really bottom. Is. Bottom of the barrel in the league. Yeah, no, they uh, they're ranking in just about every single statistical category for defense. Thirty second, thirty first, thirtieth, like bottom bottom tier, worse than our defense, which is saying something. I think the value is good too for a six rounder for a you know a well known commodity. A like guy it's that could probably yeah, get after the quarterback a little bit better than what what you're dealing with. Good value, there in KC. So uh, I like that trade. I think. Hopefully they got to get healthy on that on that side too. I, I know that they're missing. I think there are two other big defensive linemen. Um, cannot tell you their names for the life of me. I don't know why I'm blanking on it so hard. But um, how about uh, Mark Ingram to the Saints? 
That was kind of weird. Yeah. I like that one. They kind of right now are coming becoming a darling team <laughs> right they now really with two are. two big really wins are. in a row. And I think they caught everyone off guard beating the Bucks, especially with Trevor Simeon coming in. I think that was a huge, yeah. huge story through the plot line this week. And you know, we'll see if that quarterback situation remains the same. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumblings that they should sign Cam Newton. They should bring him in. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how you can give him that reaction when Trevor Simeon and Taysom <laughs> Hill are the guys that they're going to be leaning on. I think I'd rather go with Taysom Hill. Well, younger, less ability to throw Cam Newton. Well, wouldn't you want to go with Taysom Hill when you're paying him as much as you're paying yeah, him? Absolutely. I mean, like, what are we doing here well, if he's I, not the backup? I think that's... Hopefully he can get back on the field soon for them. Oh, man. But no, I love that. I love that trade. Um, reunites Mark Ingram with Alvin Kamara, lightning and thunder. I think it's fantastic. I think it will rejuvenate Mark Ingram a little bit. He'll start to play a little bit harder. Not that he wasn't playing hard in Houston. He just goes, you know, unrecognized down there. Right. Uh, also, just awesome, awesome that you go from the Houston Texans to the New Orleans Saints, you know. So that's really nice. Can, can we talk about the Saints for a second here? outside of Mark Ingram, though, because one of the more disappointing uh, trade deadline moves that did not happen was there were also some rumblings that the Saints were potentially looking at trading for Odell Beckham. And, yeah, well, maybe maybe it was just, like, you know, comment sections and shit uh, like that. But Mitch Trubisky, I saw something about that one. That'd be interesting. But, but no, I mean, like, I, I don't, with Michael Thomas out, I mean, the receiving core is a problem. Their, their offense is a problem. I mean, like adding Mark Ingram is, is definitely helping them for sure, but they still got Trevor Simeon or Cam Newton or Taysom Hill throwing the ball and a throwing it to Kevin White. Right. And yeah, a guy from the first round in about 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't, he's probably played like four NFL games in his 10 year career. It's these last two wins for them have been huge, but yeah, there's definitely still a lot of question marks. So it was. Uh, and they, you know, they really always play the Bucks tough. Yeah, they, definitely, tough. definitely. They Brady's number for some reason. That's always been a good game, yeah, honestly, yeah. the two of them, as far yeah. as the division matchup Super goes. Odd, you got one more to close us out? Uh, I mean, there's not that much going on today, unfortunately. These are all pretty good, but, you know. Yeah, no, the last one uh, happened late last, late, late last week. Actually, it might have even happened technically the week before that. Zach Ertz to the Cardinals. I think that happened yeah. right after the Thursday night game with he played he played in their last game yeah. so and he had I think he had a touchdown um, in the Packers game but yeah man that's j- just like just like the Rams making a move for Von Miller that's just a we're winning now move and like he's he's one of the upper tier you know tight ends in the NFL I guess and he certainly I, hasn't been the last couple of years. well he's been much. yeah he's been Andrew, banged up he's been on the Eagles Dale's and. Right, so I think there's a lot of reasons why he hasn't been the elite player that he was in the year that won the Super Bowl. But yeah. I mean, one game in with them, he's already making an impact. It looks like For so. Some reason, I almost feel like he's been. No, he has to be one game in with them. Yeah, he is. Maybe? Yeah, oh. Packers Thursday night because that's the only game they play this week. Yeah, true. Okay. Well, yeah, no, he looked good in that. Uh, certainly, I mean, you can never have too many weapons for Kyler. Although, I mean, what's the deal with him? You certainly injured at the end of that game. You know, he's limping around on the field, throws that horrible pick. Poor A.J. Green. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, certainly can never have too many targets for him. Um, the offense seems to be very well put together at this point. The offensive line seems to be holding up. So shockingly. Yeah. Shockingly, because they're um, on paper. I, yeah, I, they look great. Yeah, no. You know, I mean, 
AJ Green before that pass was a very solid wide receiver too next to Hop. Although Hop is now, you know, lingering around with an injury. So yeah, man, that's that's a tough spot to be in for them. They're they're looking great, but they're the injury bug's starting to catch up with them for sure. Yeah. I, I got one more name on throw for the trade deadline, then we will move on. I know this is running a little bit long, but um, uh, I said yesterday or yesterday on last week's show to watch Taylor Decker. Okay, the trade deadline. The Lions did not buy or sell anything of the trade deadline, which was interesting. Uh, and so I said watch Taylor Decker because he was on injured reserve and you know with a questionable injury, and there was a lot of speculation that it was because he was being shopped or you know seeing what maybe if there's a trade partner. Nothing happens today, and he mysteriously comes off injury reserve. So figure that one out. My guys, my guys, leaning into the conspiracy theories. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. That is bit. This is funny. Anyways, here's what I want to talk about this week. Um, I want to talk about rookie quarterbacks. And now that we're at the halfway point of the season, again, it's kind of weird. It's like a two point. A two-week halfway point now because, like, there's no even yeah, no. numbers. That's kind of weird. So, anyways. So, technically, I think we do have 18 weeks in a season, right? Yeah, because we play 17 games. Okay, so, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I thought it would be a good time to start talking a little bit about just rankings of rookie quarterbacks and kind of where the consensus is with some of these guys. I mean, I I think what spurred this in my mind was Mike Mike White, or what's his name for the Jets? Mike White. Mike yeah. White going out last week. But he's not a rookie. Oh, I know, I know. But what I'm saying was what spurred it in my mind was seeing uh, him go out and people are already in the comment sections of all these Jets highlights saying that Zach Wilson's lost his job and blah, blah, blah. It was just so classic Jets. The, uh, just one week in from one the, good performance. So it made me think, where, man, I feel like I just haven't heard that much about the rookies recently. I feel like they just haven't been like, blowing the doors off like a lot of guys have come in the last last couple years i feel like some guys have been coming in and just been electric right away like justin herbert and you know stuff like that it's just i don't feel like it's the same this year and the hype was real for this class i mean it was like it was very very real for this class so the rankings right now i just listed down the notable rookie qbs these are based on uh these are your rankings no these are ranks based on uh greg rosenthal's uh QB index of NFL.com, also around the NFL podcast, goaded greatest football podcast of all time, one of the hosts. Um, but he's got he's got Davis Mills at number 32, which his stats are a 64.9 completion percentage, five touchdowns, seven interceptions, and three fumbles. Uh, Justin Fields at 31, 57.3 completion percentage, two touchdowns, six picks, and six fumbles so far. Uh, Zach Wilson at 30. 57.5 completion percentage, four touchdowns, nine interceptions, two fumbles. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, 59.7 completion percentage, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions, three fumbles. And to cap it off, Mac Jones, by far the highest ranked rookie on this yep. list, ranked at 17 with a 70.4 completion percentage, which blows the other guys out of the water. Nine touchdowns, six interceptions, three fumbles. He's the only quarterback to finish with a higher touchdown count than interception count at this point with a very good completion percentage. Winning record, yeah, you know, Patriots aren't amazing. Well, I but mean, at the end of the day, that's I feel like that's got to be what it is. The guy's set up for success. 
So I just these other quarterbacks. I was reading this list and I was just like, are these guys trash this season? Like none of these guys seem like they're doing great right now. You look at the ones that uh well how many how many started right out the gate? Three of them, right? Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and uh who's the other Lawrence. One? Lawrence. Um Trevor Lawrence and well Trevor Lawrence's coach is inept. Yeah. Uh total moron. Uh, who apparently cannot coach. Um, uh, well, way, cannot uh, coach at the professional level. but Yeah, okay, there we go. That's that's totally fair. I mean, who knows the college level anymore? <laughs> this might shatter the guy. Yeah, who knows? Um, Zach Wilson plays for the Jets, which yeah, props to them on this past Sunday. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, you see Mike White go out there and have and – have, I mean, he had turnovers. Don't get me wrong. He didn't play perfect. The NFL posted like he – 400 was, yards again. Well, just the fact that he had that good of a game against a Bengals team who everyone was, you know, giving their flowers out to all week long. It's like, why isn't Zach Wilson going out there and even sniffing a performance like that? He's been he's been abysmal in most of his games, to be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, and notice, by the way, there's a ton of things. It's just a, it's a perfect storm situation. You look at the Bengals coming off their biggest win in how long? Years. Yeah. yeah. You know? And they're due for a letdown. That's that's what the NFL is. You know, these teams come off huge wins, and then they're due for a letdown. Uh, Mike Mike White, I, I guarantee you that there was zero film on this man right. coming into the day, or so, expectations I mean, for him to do anything. So that yes, yeah, so, I mean he's playing with you know literally no fear in the heart. I'm not saying he's you know. I'm whatever. It's a one-off performance. I'm just saying that I don't remember a performance like that at all from Zach Wilson this year. Well, no, you're not going to get one because I mean the Jets will go back to being the Jets as soon as he needs the quarterback. And in Mike White, the Jets will go back to the, being the Jets this Thursday. Yeah, you know, like it's a flash in the pan situation. And honestly, I, I, I uh, I've heard that they had one penalty where it's unnecessary roughness on a bogus helmet to helmet call which completely won them the game you know but again at the same time uh, the Bengals should not even been in that situation to begin with so uh, the Mike White Zach Wilson conversation is bogus Mike White will not throw for 400 yards ever again uh but the Jets will be the Jets let's let's keep going through these rookies though yeah Davis Mills, I don't know how much there is to talk about, to be honest. I mean, I mean, horrible situation. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the theme of all these guys. And notice the only one besides Mac Jones who was in a favorable situation who wasn't even on this list of, of 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. And I know he's not a starter right now, but he has played. And it was Trey Lance. And, like, you know, if he – if again, I just – I feel like we he played, but we didn't really see much. You know, and like it's just a, I'm, I guess the whole point of this little little uh, soapbox moment with all these rookie quarterbacks, just like I don't feel the same way that I felt the last couple of years with rookies coming in and making an immediate impact. They've just been super disappointing to this to this point to me. Oh, that's come on. That's all I gotta say on it. Um, so that would be an interesting thing I, to talk I can't about. Say that I'm shocked about. I don't know. Like uh, it's, Trevor Lawrence was talked about like the next Andrew absolutely, Luck. Absolutely, absolutely. And Trevor Lawrence, he has flashes where he should be good. And I mean, it's it's rookie growing pains. I feel like the idea that you know, like the rookies come in and change the entire franchise around in one year is so rare. It's so rare. Joe Burrow. Well, Joe Burrow. I mean, he got injured last year, so I mean, 
but at the same time, like, who knows? I mean, that might be more Zach Taylor than Joe Burrow. I'm not taking anything away from Joe Burrow, but uh, he has been sensational. But again, I mean, like, Joe Burrow might be like once in seven years talent. You look at the last guy that probably did what Joe Burrow did, it was probably Andrew Luck or RG3. Yeah. You know, like, we could, might have had two of them in one class, but uh, unfortunately, RG3. three, three, because Russ was in that class. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, like, did he change the Seahawks around in one year? Uh, if not one year, it was pretty pretty darn close after. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, obviously, none of these guys can be fully judged within one year with the same coach that they have currently. I mean, like, Justin Fields, you saw him on Sunday. He had that insane run that looked sensational. But, like, Matt Nagy is another – like inept coach. How about like, the fact that he idiot. had his best game with Matt Nagy at home? Yeah, I mean exactly. I mean, like that's my point. You know? like, some guys that. are just in bad oh, situations. Currently. That's come on. And uh, some guys will be in bad situations their entire career. It will be interesting to see which guys can be like a Matt Stafford, where they're just in a bad situation their entire career, or which guys you know, right now can be a Joe Burrow and actually change their team's direction in a short amount of time and, and change the narrative. I know that I that ugly loss, I know, but they're no, still no, surprising people. Do you really think that that is just purely Joe Burrow? He's a huge part of it. He's a huge he, part he, he of it, can, 100%, but, like, he wasn't that good last year when Jamar Chase wasn't there, you know? I, I don't, he was I, good last year when he played. I don't think the value of Joe Burrow can be stated enough. And for a team like Absolutely. the Bengals, no, I'm, I totally agree. But it's not just Joe Burrow that turned, like turned the Bengals around. Like their defense, yeah. has well, gotten so much better in the past. Well, no one player is going to turn a franchise around. But, but like, I feel like that's exactly what you're saying. What I'm saying is that like they should be having that level of Joe Burrow impact at some point. All these guys, they these are all high end first round draft picks. So yes, Trevor yeah, Lawrence is the number one overall pick. Like it won't pan out like that. Trevor Lawrence might. But, I mean, Trey Lance was drafted third overall, and they traded hey, two first round picks to go up and get him. I think three. I um, I know it's early. Three. It's all premature. It's all early. It's premature. I'm just noting at this point yeah. in, it's been thoroughly unimpressive from just about all of them. Yeah, but you you also gotta you also gotta think about how many first round quarterbacks actually pan out in the NFL. There's usually a couple duds every class. Exactly. Yeah. And like, how many how many uh, like third, second round, third, fourth. How many of those guys pan out? Literally next a to zero. Dime a dozen. <laughs> yeah. Like insane, yeah. insane hit rate. So I mean, like, yeah, it it uh, it looks grim for a lot of these guys right now. But we're eight, nine weeks into their career. You know, it's unfair to judge them when you got Urban Meyer coaching you. <laughs> we're gonna kick you in the teeth. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to follow the money. Okay. Right. Um, I went one and two last week. Uh, I had a horrible week once again. Um, my <laughs> my saving grace was the Packers money line. I mean, your saving grace would have been going three and zero, which uh, you did not. Yes, which I did not. Uh, Al went two and one. That whammy. Uh, his one loss was the Detroit money line. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Definitely did not go sleeping it, pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one that one hurt. That one definitely was like. I mean, I took the Jet, uh, Bengals minus nine and a half against the Jets, who lost outright. So, uh, 
I should have. Why did I not take Tennessee? That's so stupid of me. God, hindsight's twenty twenty. But it's a new week. Um, I'm not going to be chugging a beer on air. We're actually coming to a new agreement on uh, uh, three no promises not going fulfilled. So Lucas will have a TikTok uh, dance of some sort to do in the near future uh, in uh, in punishment for going 0-3 for, I think, the what? Third time this year. Third or fourth time? Third time this year. So I've chugged two beers on Fifth, there. sixth time? I don't, think I, I don't think I've had one three in a week. Here we go. Uh, Monday Night Football, Pittsburgh at home versus the Chicago Bears, minus six and a half. Pittsburgh's minus six and a half, that is. I don't hate that. Um, Arizona on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. They are two and a half point favorites. Uh, love the bounce back game for the Arizona Cardinals there. Uh, and then finally, we have a are they for real game. Uh, the New England Patriots are four-point favorites on the road against Carolina this week. Uh, following that, we have the over-unders. Cleveland, Cincinnati, 47. I thought that one was kind of juicy. Uh, Green Bay. That is a juicy one just coming off of last week's games, which exactly. were both disappointing for both of them. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay and Kansas City, a massive 55.5. Oh, my God. What is my handwriting here? Buffalo and Jacksonville rounding out the over-unders at 49, which I thought was rather interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel like some weeks the Bills can do it by themselves, and they're playing the Jaguars, so who knows. Um, and then the money lines, hate all three of these. I can probably say right now that I will not touch any of these. Um, Cleveland plus 135 at Cincinnati. <laughs> can't believe I put this one on here. <laughs> the Dolphins have lost seven straight games. Houston's money line is plus 240 against them. Houston, I feel like they put up God, fights every once in a while. That is the toilet bowl game of the yeah. year. That, that is, is an atrocious, atrocious game, 100%. <laughs> Finally, I hate this one, too. I would never, I would never pick this in a million years. Philadelphia plus 125 versus the LA Chargers. Oh hate God. that. Hate that. But I Ooh. could not find anything else. Uh, Alan, this you is are, insane, you fool. You are the master leader of this <clears throat> season, and I am just so far behind. Well, I, I'm going to have to go back and uh, and recalculate the totals on uh, off pod because I, I accidentally deleted the document off my phone. So uh, I did Oops. make I did make plus 140 last week. Uh, Lucas is down. I went down 85. Down 85. So, uh, yeah, he continues to sink. I continue to rise. Last week I had about a $500 gap between us, so that will increase to almost a $700 gap, if not a little bit more, which is impressive, I must say. Uh, all right, well, first pick here. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the Cardinals uh, minus 2.5 at San Francisco. It, I'm, and I, I'm sorry. I mean, it's, it's this bad. It's, but yeah, I, It's literally like the one pick I feel like that's – I got to make that my $55 bet, too, yeah, because that's the only one on here that I really have any true inkling towards. I mean, there's there's some interesting ones on here, but nothing feels safe no, at all. No, nothing. Definitely not. For my $55 bet, I'm going to take the bye week against the Lions. I wish we had a boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you're going to love my new Lions yeah. drop. It's really good. Um, Sleep in it, pig. Uh, <laughs> Uh, give me the under in Buffalo and Jacksonville. Hello, I like money. 
thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty dollars. The the, um, the confidence, the confidence yeah, being echoed right now. Skewing through me at the moment. Um, oh, that's come on. I got to imagine that that game ends up being like Buffalo thirty-five-seven. Yeah, well, I that's you know Buffalo coming off a bye week too. They've had you know a solid, solid week and a half to uh, prepare for these chumps. What was the uh, what was the score in the uh, Seahawks yeah, game? I think yeah, twenty-four-seven. Okay, if I remember correctly. Okay, so that was your thirty-dollar bet for that yes. one. Oh my god! All right, uh, give me the under on Green Bay, Kansas City. Hello. Let's I roll. That's a juicy one. Let's roll with it. I won't I uh, I've seen enough of Kansas City the last couple of weeks. Uh, something's wrong. I, I I don't know what it is, and I, I don't expect them to figure it out. And I mean, watch it bite me in the ass. Watch them figure it out. But you know, Packers are also due for a letdown game coming off that massive win against Arizona. True, but they 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 should be riding high. Their offense has been potent. Something's wrong with the Chiefs. Everything on paper says this should be an under. It probably won't, but I'm going to say it will. All right. So. Can't fault you there. There we Can't go. There. Oh, I'll make that my uh I'll make that my 30. Okay. Okay. Uh tell you what, I'm I'm gonna buy into what's cooking down in Massachusetts. All right. Give me the New England Patriots minus four uh, on the road against the Carolina Panthers. Panthers again did not look great on Sunday. They do This is uh, so get CMC back this week. I don't know, man. They've been pretty bad. I I yeah, it's bad either you know way. What? But it's Darnold, who saw ghosts against New England, give me New England minus four. Bill does know how to scheme against him, presumably. So yes. even in a new playbook. Yeah, that's the fifty-five dollar. All right, we're both down to fifteen. Right? Yep, yep. Um, now you know what? Um, give me Cleveland. Give me Cleveland money line. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Bengals last week, uh, they lost to the New York Jets. Yeah. I know that they've been the darling of the NFL the last couple of weeks, and we were very high on them in the last podcast, as most of America we were, was. We were 100%. We crowned them. But I feel like it's more of a Bengals move to lose another big game in a row and for Cleveland to kind of get their juju back a little bit. I, I Baker, Baker is obviously unhealthy, and there's lots of Odell Beckham drama per usual. The team is riddled with injuries, but... If they are going to stay alive in the, in the AFC North, they, they need to win. win. They, they need to win. win that game, 100%. So uh, I will put 15 on that one. Uh, again, none of these are really super sexy to me, but uh, no, my God. I'll go with that for my last one. I tell you what, I'm, I, I like that, uh, exactly what you just said. I'm going to do the under. In that game as well. I'm taking two hundreds. All right, all right. Taking two hundreds this weekend. That's because I believe in the Cleveland Browns defense. I I think they're going to slow down Joey Football, Joe Cool, and Jamar Chase uh, this Sunday. Uh, I got to imagine, and and exactly for what you said, this is a must-win season on the line game. If they're if they're for real, if they're for real, injuries aside, like they got to win, they got to win this week. And I think. was Same goes for the Bengals, kind of yeah. too. I mean, yeah, really. I mean, it's a huge game for both sides, and the Bengals are a little more rope to work with here if they lose. But like, but I agree. it's a statement game for for both these teams. Battle of Ohio. Battle of Ohio. How about that? All right. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the Lions. Let's go Lions! 
right now. So I, I gotta take the, I gotta take the lead on this. You wanna take the reins? You go right ahead. Yeah, just because I prepped a special sound drop for I, for today. I know you prepped a special sound drop. Yeah. I prepped a special little game. You did? Wow. Yep. A- hey, anything but talking about anything. this fucking dog trash game. <laughs> anything. Anything. Go ahead. Here's the drop. The Lions. Uh, the Lions mentality moving into the bye week this week. That's all, folks. <laughs> God Almighty, that is it. <sighs> I mean, put a put a, a fork in this season. It is done. We're gonna kick you in the teeth. It was. Uh, you know what? I don't. I, I don't know where to start. So I'm just gonna go into my game. Okay. I'm gonna read the four stat lines. Okay. 37 for 40. Just tell me which one you want. Okay. 37 for 45. 405 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, two sacks, loss of eight yards. 20 for 24, 195, two touchdowns, zero picks, three for 35 uh, sacks. So three times sacked, uh, 35 yards loss. 24 for 40, 325 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, three sacks, loss of 19 yards. Finally, 25 for 34, 220 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero picks, sacked five times for forty-five yards. Well, I'll, I, I guess, I guess I'll take the, I guess I'll take the second one. It's, it's the most clean, no turnovers, not as sexy as, as the one for three, four hundred yards or whatever. But yeah, so, second one sounds pretty good. The second one, which was twenty for twenty-four, one hundred ninety-five yards, two touchdowns, no picks, taking three sacks for thirty-five yards lost. That was Geno Smith against the Jag, uh, Jaguars. <laughs> wow. Uh, 37 for 45. I mean, he's been in the league for 15 years. So, yeah. okay. He had a good game against the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars, but, but go on. Absolutely. 37 for 45, 405 yards, three touchdowns. Two Mike picks. White. That's Mike White. Mike White. Yep. Uh, 20 for 40, 325, two touchdowns, one pick. It was Cooper Rush. Oh on yeah. Monday night for, or, uh, Sunday night. For Let's for give Cooper Cooper's his flowers, dude. Uh, he, yeah. He had, game. he had a great night. 25 for 34, 222 yards, five sacks, 45 yards loss, no touchdowns, but no picks. That was our boy, Jared Goff, which, again, it could have been a lot worse. He did have that horrible – well, that wasn't really his fault. The fumble wasn't really his fault. I mean, again, he's he's under – well under 10 yards a completion, which I feel like that's <sighs> – Well under 10 yards. Well, 30 yards under, which I feel like – you know, all these other guys are well averaging well above ten yards. I, I I must have turned around to the people we were talking to at the game last week and asked every drive at least twice, does he ever throw a pass over four yards? Uh, ever. The answer is simple, no. So um I know I feel like I I was defending golf like last week. I think we I, have uh, well, you know, uh, we we've been having this stupid chicken or the egg conversation all, all year long of, of is it the receivers or is it golf being bad or, yeah. or is it a combination of everything at a certain point? Like you, you just have to, you have to, you can't give golf a complete hall pass. No. And these last couple weeks, ever since the bears game, he has been a problem. Yeah. And I like, I, he has not been good all year, but, but notably been a problem since the Bears game, I would say. The Rams game, you know what? He did enough to keep him in it, and the play calling kind of helped him along quite a bit. 
but th- this week, this was just dreadful. This yeah, offense has been just dreadful. Yeah, no, I mean, 100% agree. I didn't actually watch uh, basically any of the game. I <laughs> sat there for two drives and then got up and left. I <laughs> uh, went to the Wynn Sports Bar Lounge in the stadium and just sat there and watched Red Zone and drank for the rest of the game. I want to say it was the most that our Lions party the drunkest we all collectively got all year because of just the abysmal. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. We're hanging out at Ford field. We've been there all, all morning tailgating and stuff. And then they go in and they just let out a big fart. The second you get in there and, and it's just like, it's 17, nothing at halftime. And then the they, j- an and they just, they keep the Eagles just keep rolling. Yeah. And the game close to the end of the game, Darius, <laughs> Darius Slay comes back oh, God. and has a fumble recovery how, for a touchdown. How typical was that? How typical was that? I mean, that was just the icing on yeah, the cake. That truly was. Thank, thank God, I was gone by that point. But yeah, yeah, my God, what a, what a horrible, horrible game to watch. And you know what? I have to just say on the podcast because yeah, I took them from a money line last week, but I also very bullishly bought in. I bought into the narrative. I, I bought into them as a darling, and I said, you know what? I I know that I know the evidence says they'll they'll lose this week in a horrible fashion, but God damn it, I got to have faith that they can pull out a win at least once against a bad team this year, and we're running out of chances. I mean, we are running out of chances, and there's been no wide receiver signings as of the time of this recording. Nothing. There's been no, no trade deadline no activity. Zero. I mean, that's the biggest problem with this team is that the the, the talent is not. It's not an NFL caliber roster, and we've had eight weeks of it now, and we've been in some games, but the talent just has not been enough to get any of them done, and how are we supposed to expect to get a win? Like, I'm not even asking them for that much. I'm asking for a win or two by the end of the season, and I don't even know how that can happen with this roster in the way it is. You know, you and I uh, were on the same page. We had these guys winning no more than, what, four games? Yeah, I mean, we were were pretty realistic from the Mm get-go, three, four wins. But I mean, this is, I mean, I, neither one of us had them 0 and 8 at the bye. No. Winless at the bye week. No, we at least had them getting one or two by one this point. One or two wins at this point. Um, moving forward, I don't know when that first win comes. My, yeah. uh, my strategy is now also thrown into a loop of, well, I'll explain the strategy very quickly. Basically, the Lions come up for one game. They play well. They play a team that they shouldn't be playing well, and they play them all the way to the end. And then in the next week, once all the national media jumps on our back and says, this is the week, this is the week that the Lions get their first win, we go out there and we lay the most ridiculous egg. Dan Campbell, again, no problem with what happened in that press conference, but the, yeah. the Vikings game is the one where he teared up and got a little emotional up on the podium. So yeah, that was that's that. When that's when the roller coaster started, that, that it was like – Right, and that that's when everyone was like, they're due for a win, they're due for a win, best 0-7 team ever. Yeah, this week they came out and looked like they deserved to be 0-8. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't just get beat by a bad Eagles team. They got demolished Again. by a bad Eagles team. They didn't – nothing went right. Nothing. Offensively, so defensively, crushing. special teams, Seabird even missed a kick yeah. in the first quarter. I mean, like, talk about t- sucking all the wind out of the stadium in the first quarter. I mean, how about how – about, uh... You know, you you came up to me and said it before we even got into the building. The energy was horrible. From yeah, everybody. yeah. We we were tailgating in the morning, and uh, I I went down to go check out the Pride Street or whatever it's called, the Pride Plaza. Yeah. 
which is where the Lions have a bunch of their pregame festivities. And I'm walking around. It's 1030 in the morning, almost 11 o'clock. And that's, you know, it's two hours for game time. Very vibrant. It's bumping, usually. Yeah. Uh, it was like a ghost town down there. I mean, like, I, I felt the energy level when I walked down there. It was like like someone had died. Like, we were at a mm-hmm. wake. And I was like, I, I came, I went back up, and I saw you coming back down, like, on the stairwell. And it's like, it's dead down there, man. There's yeah. something wrong. We walked into the stadium. We get into our seats. Play's already happening. Like, the game's underway. Uh, I thought we were back in COVID times. Well, yeah, I, I, I think I had read either today or yesterday, too, that the attendance for that game was a record low. Uh, first time it's dipped under 50,000 in 10 years. Yeah, that's... Which, uh... Can you blame that's all, folks. Can you blame Detroit for not coming out to see these sorry sacks? Well, I'm, if, if you're a Lions fan, I mean, you look at the Eagles and you go, they're dog shit. They're a horrible team. They're absolutely terrible. They won't. They won't score forty-four points again this season. So uh, yeah, if I'm a fan, I'm going to go. This is one of my few opportunities for them to win. And then they just—it was an epic, epic meltdown of, of on every level. Anyways, let's. You know what? I, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. I want to put it behind us. We're going into the bye week this week. Then we got the Steelers at Pittsburgh, which Steelers have been kind of up and down this year. I know, but it probably will be a brutal ass kicking. Yeah, uh, I think we'll play. So, if I'm, if I'm getting this right, the bye week is the team that we're playing competitively against. <laughs> and then everybody's going to be like, oh, Lions coming off the bye. Yeah. They're looking good. Yeah. Everybody's healthy. They got Taylor Decker back. We go into Pittsburgh. We lay an egg. And then we go and play Cleveland tough. <laughs> no, see, I, I know you're being funny with the bye week thing, but like, really, the formula would be that, hey, the Steelers are on paper. 10 times better than the Lions. The Lions go in and play uh, decent, almost win in a heartbreaking SOL fashion, mm, and we sink to Dine. Interesting. And then we get blown out by the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. Right. And then I think on Thanksgiving, maybe that's when we get our first one. I guess the Chicago Bears on Thanksgiving Day. Well, Thanksgiving miracle. I, I'd have I'd have to circle that one as, as our only ch- shot left. Our own viable. I mean, we got one bullet in the Denver's, chamber. Denver's pretty bad too. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Who knows? That Bears game on Thanksgiving, all of America watching. That's our one bullet in the chamber. That's that's the only shot we have. Listen, hey, are we? Are we? What? What? It's bye week time. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are we doing at the bye week? What do you want this team to do with this bye week? Besides just ghost and go dark on social and not. <laughs> Just like nothing, just not even be heard of. What can they do? I mean, uh, let's change play call. Let's um, switch up the death chart. Like, I, what can we do at this point? Uh, well, I had a pretty, uh, you know, my soapbox moment last week where I said, bring in some talent. Which, I mean, we didn't. And we got an extra week to get them acclimated on the bye week if we were to bring in anybody. Uh, I will say off podcast, we kind of were talking about. Um, because Deshaun Jackson became available DK. via trade, and uh, he actually just got released today because he didn't get moved. Um, initially, I, I texted our group chat and said, hey, would you give up a bag of potato chips for Deshaun Jackson? And everyone kind of said no. And I thought maybe there could be something there because of, number one, he's an established veteran for what it's worth. Number two, he would be getting a ton of reps, which I think is the problem right now in L.A. And number three, obviously Brad Holmes has shared history with L.A., 
made me feel like maybe a deal could happen. Trade deadline's gone. Didn't happen. Nonetheless, he is a free agent. I really would like to make a push for someone like him to come in. I mean, I know he's 34 years old and not the best locker room guy and who knows what's left in the tank, but like, my God, we just need some kind of spark on offense. And they they need something to work with. I don't think Deshaun Jackson wants to come play here. I I bet he doesn't. But, you know, it kind of depends on what his market is and if he's got feelers and stuff. But, like, if I'm Brad Holmes, I'm I'm trying to – I'm making a phone call at least. I'm sure Brad Holmes would make a phone call. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I, I share your your, uh, opinion on that. And, I yeah, I'd be going after him and whoever else. We need to add another receiver, like – ASAP. We have this extra week to get re- get them ready. I mean, there's no excuse. Yeah. After last week's showing, how how on earth can you trot out this same roster a, a week removed against the Steelers and expect to get a win? Yeah, I don't think you can. Because they are not in the business of tanking from everything that we've seen. And you know what? Tanking aside, they're not in the business of 0-17. I was just about to ask. Are we sitting yeah. down the barrel of that gun? Well, it's a conversation that after this week, I, I, I feel like really to needs to be had. Yeah, because it yeah, feels real now. It really does. It really does. I don't think anything gets easier from uh, from our schedule standpoint moving forward. Um, I, I really do think that it's a strong possibility moving forward that we don't get a single win this year. I, I don't know, I, especially to your point, if the roster is not changing drastically here in the next – week or just at all i mean like that's the whole thing for me just at all yeah you know i don't i don't see how this team can get a win definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results i mean like that's what we're doing yeah this is not an nfl caliber roster right now i'm saying it right now if we don't change anything we are going on 17 yeah i'll put down the podcast right now if we don't assign any wide receivers a backup quarterback who's not david blau some help in the secondary. I mean, I know we tried to bring in guys like Jerry Jacobs or whatever, but like I'm talking like a, an actual name, and we don't do it now because we have an extra week to prepare in the bye week, and we start to course correct a little bit here. This will be an you know, 17 season. It's a lost cause. I feel like, oh god, that would be something else. Red Wings save us. <laughs> <laughs> Domination of the team. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to fantasy football, baby. We're gonna kick you in the teeth. All right, so first time doing a fantastic fantasy football corner here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Al, how's your fantasy season coming along? Um, pretty horribly. I mean, I. Nice. I did. I did recently inherit a team. Yeah, that's a good idea. I inherited a team in another league outside of my main league that um, someone had to dip out, and I took ownership of the team, and they left me in very good shape. So I might have one team, but might do okay here. But my my team that I drafted all myself in my main league. I mean, holy cow, it's it's looking bad. I I had an all time low in points this week, and I've even had some teams uh, in the history of my leagues that have had all time low scores, and this was even lower than that. So uh, lots of problems, but nonetheless, I'm going to try and tell you, the listener, who some <laughs> fantasy players you should watch. Um, yeah, five, I'm, I'm 500 above in both my leagues, so it could be worse, but I'm, I'm almost positive that my two teams are 
so extremely fraudulent and are just getting super lucky on the on the wins. You know, I, I, I have no problem admitting how terrible my season's going purely based on the fact of my results on Follow the Money. I feel like that gives me some credibility somewhere that yeah. I feel like I've had a decent run there. Absolutely. And Absolutely. As far as the listeners go. Anyways, who's your first player you got this week to watch? Uh, I have a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. All right. I, um, I have two players. Okay. There are two things to watch this week, I guess. Uh, I'm going to start with the quarterback. I think he's going to have a bounce back week against a team coming off a bye. He's going to be on the road and in non-prime time, which is his bread and butter. I think Kirk Cousins has mm. a good bounce back game against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore this week. I don't – I think that, that secondary – uh, it might have gotten exposed when Joe Burrow rolled through town. Uh, so I'm going to be interested to see if uh, he can get Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen going. KJ Osborne too. I mean, yeah. KJ Osborne's very solid uh, for a third wide receiver. How about the fact that we uh, perfectly called last week? Cousins meltdown. On yeah. Prime time. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, it, it's a total inverse. He's uh, he's perfect uh, in one o'clock. Garbage games yeah. where no one's watching. Yeah. Uh, he's perfect in those, so I and love that this week. Where I don't think anybody gives him a shot. Yeah, no, I it's it. when he has zero pressure on him, he seems to perform very well. Perfect, uh, Kirk Cousins pop off game. Love yeah. that. Uh, how about my my first guy here? Uh, former Viking. Uh, you got any guess? Adrian Peterson, winner. Yep. Wow. You yep. think he's going to come into Tennessee and run the rock like that? So listen, I uh, th- as far as this week goes, uh, I don't know if they're in a bye week or what this week. I don't know. Uh, actually, <laughs> actually, this uh, LA Rams. Okay, well that's about as bad as you can get. But <laughs> but uh, listen, I don't think he'll I don't think he'll produce anything this week because he's right now just on their practice squad. It's, the reports yeah. are that they're intending to put him up on you know their actual roster. Yeah. Now Adrian Peterson. I feel like throughout his career in the later years when, you know, people weren't having him be top five sensation Vikings running back when he kind of bounced around on a couple other teams. And the last couple of years of Adrian Peterson, I feel like he has excelled when he has been the guy getting the rock the most, just like That's true. number one back grounded pound. He was very good for the Lions on goal line. He, yeah. He had a couple of decent games with the Lions. Uh, he had a nice run with the football team. Uh, like he he had some he had some decent stuff in the last couple of years when he's the featured back. Yeah. And I feel like in Tennessee, like he'll be the workhorse. That's he's having the Derrick Henry role. I yeah. mean, he's not Derrick Henry, obviously, who uh, is, but he's going to be featuring that role, I would assume. If if he can handle it. I mean, obviously if he looks bad, they're not gonna keep giving him the rock, but that's where he's excelled in the last couple of years, and I feel like he's primed to be in that spot in Tennessee. So just keep an eye on him. He's going to be in the waiver wires. And I mean, it's running back is such a star position in the NFL as far as fantasy goes. So if you can find a, a you know, diamond in the rough with anything in that position, just take a swing, go for it. You play to win the game. Uh, I have a running back as well. I think this running back is going to be prime time in the perfect position for a good game. And I think that he is due for a very solid one. It's Oakland Raiders running back Josh Jacobs. Well, I love to hear that because he's on my my main team. On the road against the New York Giants, who I think on defense they're almost starting to figure some stuff out. I would be a little bit nervous about that. Well, I, I mean they they didn't lose embarrassingly to the Chiefs, but and they whooped the Panthers' ass. But I mean, yeah, it's the Panthers, right? So, uh, Oakland's coming off a bye. I think Vegas probably. Sorry, God. 
Almighty, I'm never going to call him Vegas. I'm just not. Look at me when you're talking to me! <laughs> um, they're coming off a bye. I think he's going to be 100% healthy. I think like that's really like what his biggest issue is, is that I'm not saying that oh, big time, big injured, time. But he definitely like just cannot stay like oh 100%. I'm ready to go. Let's go do this. He's not available yeah. all the time, and he's he's my RB too in our in our league. I've got Najee Harris who uh, has been pretty solid this year on the whole. He's not been yeah. you know the 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 Le'Veon Bell sensation, but hey, he's a rookie and he's he's gotten better and better. It seems like throughout the year, so I'm happy with him. But mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is a is a one two punch. Uh, when he does play, sometimes he's great and. I'd say that's like 40% of the time he's great, 60% he's either not playing or is not doing anything. Yeah. So I, I do I do like that against the Giants. That's a good one. Um, my my second fantasy, it's not really one player to watch. It's a team to watch. And it's oh, it's uh, go, going off the uh, Giants uh, matchup we just talked about here. Uh, I think everyone should kind of keep an eye on the Chiefs uh, players. And mm. listen, I know if you have Tyreek Hill – Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and whoever else, you're, they're not going to be on your bench anytime soon. But I, I know the frustration is real with them right now because Mahomes has been uh, very lackluster in the last couple of weeks. And yeah. that probably means that the rest of his cast has not been doing super great. I have Kelsey in one league. He has uh, been very up and down, very bad recently. But I feel like they, you know, getting that win last week, it's like they got the monkey off their back a little bit. And like I feel like they're they got a, a get right game this week. They got a nice matchup, and you know, like they they might not win, but they're gonna they're gonna try and be in a, a tight game with them. I would hope, and they're gonna be airing it out. I hope. First time we ever get Rodgers versus Mahomes. Can you believe that? So that's 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 a that's a layup of a game to have a high score. I feel like I mean, I, even though I took the under <laughs> on it, <laughs> but listen, just just watch them. I think this is a, this could be a bounce back week for them after a, a, a bad last couple of weeks. Yeah, one hundred percent. I really hope it it isn't though, because you know I like the under, yeah. but um. <laughs> see, I, I had them in my notes before I took the under on it, and now I gotta like defend my choice with the under, so it's it's fine. It's fine. I mean, they could they the the skill players can all have good games without running up the scoreboard. So uh, Ben, don't break. Um, my last player is coming off uh, quite possibly one of the most boneheaded plays of all time. I think he is due for a huge uh, comeback game. A.J. Green. Uh, going against the San Francisco 49ers, I think they're beat up on the secondary. I mean, who is he going to have covering him? Josh Norman? <laughs> right. Guy's a chump. Um, and he obviously wants to prove to the Arizona Cardinals franchise, the organization, that he is not a chump. Hey man, he's he's been pretty involved at this point he in the season. You know, involved. he's he's not Hopkins, but he's been uh, he's been Hop featured. Might also be banged up a little bit. Well. You know, so uh, it might be a time for AJ Green to step up and make up for the loss that he basically created last week. Uh, and you know, I think that this is going to be his time to really make his mark on the team and show them that he is not only sorry, but he will not do it moving forward. Love it. Love everything about it. And anytime you can have an NFC West player featured in this segment, usually feels like it will have good results. So, <laughs> yeah, I like that. All right, let's let's uh, let's close this diggity darn show out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Gridiron Zero's podcast. 
Uh, let me just. Oh, God, we hit. What'd you say? Yippee! <laughs> Love that one. Um, we'll be back here next week and probably be a little bit more cheery. Because yeah, sorry for the absolute pessimism on the show. From from, I mean, well, what do you expect? I mean, yeah. we're zero and eight. Yeah, you know, nothing we can do about it. But um, sleep in it, pig. <laughs> we'll be a little bit more upbeat next week because we won't have to watch the team play. Um, new drops are pretty good, though. The new drops are nice. Pretty we'll uh, keep adding to the soundboard. Yeah. Um, and uh, please subscribe. Leave us a review on anything that you're listening on. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever. Go check out our TikTok, too. Uh, we're putting up a lot more content last couple weeks. And uh, we will have Lucas's uh, dance up there at some point. We just got to figure out what that's going to be. So that Anchor should be the next couple days. Uh, also follow us on Twitter, at Gridiron Zeros. I, I was on there. Did the followers go up a little bit? Followers have been ticking up a little bit here and there. That's nice. We're getting a good audience, good Lions audience. So uh, definitely uh, check us out on there. Um, anything else? I think we hit everything. No, I just, yeah, I, I want to echo what you said. I just, uh, I really hope when we come back from this bye week that uh, we're a little bit more juiced. I mean, we'll be doing the show next week regardless of the Lions, but yeah. we'll have to figure out another thing to talk about when they're on bye week. We might, uh, we might have a, a special guest coming on the show. To do a little special segment. God, you know what? That would be perfect. Yeah. Actually, that would be perfect timing for that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening and uh, be kind to each other. Adios.